0: get started. Anybody ready for the Word? Well, we've been in a series called Mart, And like, I've been debating whether to pause the series and just talk about baptism. But I think I can make this all work together. And uh, because when we talk about being marked, that's God anointing or his approval on something like 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 a lot of people say anointing. And that's a big Christian word that people use. Like we don't want God to, to we don't want to do anything without his anointing or anything. And they use it in the scripture a lot of times. But all that means is God's approval is something. He said, yeah, that, I, I, I agree with that. And it makes it easy. And there's a blessing and there's extraordinary things that happen. But what I found out is that baptism is one of those things that marks your life. It's something that when you get baptized, you can say, hold on, I'm marked. Somebody just yell at me, I'm marked. Come on, because I believe God has done something in your life that that he's specifically wanting to see come to pass. And and it's going to take you to do it. And we've been talking about these processes to the purpose and the palace that God has us to, to go to. But as I studied scripture this week, I saw that our great example, Jesus, he got marked by baptism. And I've never looked at it like this before. But when we talk about the anointing of God or the approval of God, remember I told you that that Jesus embraced his season of obscurity when he went away from the time of 12 to 30. And and he decided that God was going to have to develop some things in the dark room. And then we see him at 30 and he performs his first miracle. But do you know what happens in that first section of his ministry? He goes and he gets baptized. And I was like, what? Is this God? He said, people who are going to do great things for me, don't follow half of the instructions. The the, the God on earth who could have said, I baptize myself in the name of me, me and me. He decided, everybody say decided. Because that's what many of you are going to do today. Because I know some of you came in here real preppy and nice. And it like it's Labor Day weekend. I ain't getting my hair wet. Just got it done. <laughs> I ain't going to do nothing. But I'm telling you, by the end of today, my prayer. And I'm going to be up front with this. At the end of my talk today, my prayer is that everybody who's received Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior. Would take the next step on their journey and be baptized today. Can I get somebody to agree? My brother back there like, uh, I don't. I don't even know. The the thing that you got to realize is that we're on a spiritual journey and God wants all of us to do it his way. And and I know some of you like, well, I've been baptized before I have pictures. Did you know what you were doing? Because this whole thing in relationship is about choice. And a lot of us, there's religions that feel like as soon as the baby gets out, you got to sprinkle water on them. You got to baptize them or they're going to hell or all this other stuff. The scripture says nothing about that. It says when you come to a place of maturity where you understand who you want to be identified with, what baptism does is it lets everybody else know of the inward work that God is doing in your life. And I started to think about that. I was like, God, if it's that simple, why don't people get baptized? Like I would just get saved and then get baptized. He said, because most people want a side chick savior. Which is the title of my talk? Side Chick Savior. Yeah, if you're taking notes, I know you've never taken a note on this yet, but I, I want you to take this note. See, most people want the benefits of a relationship with God, but no commitment. Most of us want to be able to call Him when we need Him, but not claim Him in front of people. Uh, some of y'all know, because y'all were side chicks in a former life, but what I'm, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is someone like side chick Sally explain side chick to me okay if you just look it up in the dictionary it's somebody that has a relationship that they claim in front of people but somebody has another person that they're in relationship with but they do not let anybody know publicly that they actually have a relationship with them and I came to challenge some people who have been using God as a side chick savior. You, you, God, if you ever get me out of this situation, I'll serve you. But we go back on our promises because it was only me and him late night talking, and, uh, and we didn't have to say it in front of nobody. We, we don't claim any of their pictures. We don't show up for any family events. We don't even come to the house where the family's at. All we want is the benefits. With no commitment. But that's why water baptism is so important. Because what it does is it say, I'm coming out of the work that has been happening in closed proximity. The inward work. And I want to let everybody know that this is the one I choose, this is the person I claim, you don't have to look for another, and, and, and this is the thing, I literally looked it up, because it's so funny how practical things correlate to spiritual things, I just typed in Google, how to be a side chick, don't ever type that in, but I'm a pastor, okay, so I typed it in, look at the first three things it said, how to be a side chick, keep the situation to yourself, How to keep Jesus a side chick savior? Don't tell anybody what he's doing in your life. Keep the situation to yourself. I used to do this and I used to do this, but I'm not going to share my testimony. You know, the word says we overcome by the blood of the lamb. That's what he did. But the words of our testimony. But if you never tell anybody that you used to be that. Are you used to struggle with that? And it was yesterday that you typed in that website or it was yesterday that you and your wife had an argument or it was yesterday that you lied about something. What he's trying to do is keep the relationship behind closed doors and the enemy will lie to you that your personal relationship is just supposed to be between you and God. And he said, what you're doing personally, what me and my wife do personally, yes, it is between us, but you should see effects of it when I'm around you. If I came in here and my wife, I acted like I didn't know her when she had a request. I ignored her when, when she you would say, I don't know what's going on, but they probably ain't they need some counseling. Something ain't right. And there are too many believers right here because God is their side chick savior. They've not ever made it public. The second thing that it said is expect plans to change if you're a side chick. So so God needs to understand that. That there's priorities that you have that, they ha- that have to be first. And, and this is the crazy thing about many of us. We have other things that are first above God. And I know nobody's going to say it right now. But you have jobs, your family. There are things that you have put before God because you think they give you more security than him. And he said, could I please come out of this category of a side thing to you? Could you please make this public for me? The last thing it said is it says, um, if if, if you're going to be a good side chick, um, don't ask about where the relationship is going. How many people you've been in the same place in your relationship with God for the past decade? I pray God answers. I live any kind of way. And God, don't ask me to serve. Don't ask me to give. Don't ask me to get baptized because that means our relationship would have to progress past this point. And, 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 and I need you to be, I need you to be a good side piece to me, God. So please don't ask me to grow in our relationship. What I believe God's challenging all of us to do today, I'm preaching already. Some of y'all are like, where is this in the scripture? I got it for you, okay? Come with me. But I'm trying to get you to understand that this is the day. That no matter what you did yesterday and what you did before, you're saying, I'm coming out of the shadows with my relationship with God. I'm about to make this thing public, and I'm going to let the whole world know who I'm in relationship with. Well, Pastor Mike, is this something that we need to do? Yeah. Why water baptism? Because baptism is an action of obedience. Write that down. It's an action of obedience. Matthew 28, verse 19. It says, therefore, go. Everybody say, go. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations. Watch this word, baptizing them. Now, he could have said anything right there. He could have said like, hey, I want you to go and I want you to get everybody a chain with my face on it. Call it a Jesus piece. I want you to go. I don't, What did he say? Because this is one of the last instructions that he gives to his disciples before he leaves. He said, guys, come around here. This is my only instruction for you. I want you to go and I want you to baptize. People in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I know you're going to have a lot of things that people are going to try to remember, and you're going to try to remember all my talks and all that other stuff. He said, but when people hear what you have to say, something's going to move in their heart. And when it moves in their heart, they're going to be like, I want to follow this Jesus. And when they follow, tell them, hold up. Don't just follow him from what you've heard. I need you to do something to actually show that you actually identify with what you've heard. And there are too many believers right now who don't ever want to take a step beyond what is comfortable. And today, baptism, it ain't comfortable. You gotta get wet in front of people you don't know. You might've just spent a lot of money on your hair. Some of you, that's just not my personality. But he didn't say, let all extroverted people get baptized. He he didn't say, let all the wild people get baptized. He said, baptizing, everybody say all. It don't matter your color, your creed, your race, your background. He said, if they follow me, I want them to get baptized. And I want them to do it because this is the second reason why we get baptized. I want this to be an action of identification. I want them to identify with me. They've been identifying with things of this world. They've been identifying with drugs. They've been identifying with pride. They've been identifying with all these other things. I want a sign that they identify with me. This is what baptism does for all of us. And there was a man named John. He was an evangelist. He, he was around a long time before Jesus. And, 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 and literally 700 years before that, a prophet Isaiah, he prophesied. There'll be a man. He, he'll be like a man that's shouting in the wilderness saying, prepare the way of the Lord. And this was John. And, and John, he was baptizing people before anybody. And so what would happen is he had a message that he shared every Sunday, the same message, every Sunday with the same three points. Would you go to that church? Every Sunday. His message was like this. Hey, y'all. Good morning. God bless you. All right. Open up your note tablets. Um, Repent. And all that means is turn. Turn from what you've been doing. Turn from the way you've been going. Turn from the way you've been acting. And and then he gave clarity to it. He said, turn to God. See, because a lot of people turn and they're sorry for what they do in one season, but they don't turn to the right thing. A lot of times they turn to a substitute. And so he had to say, turn, repent. But then I want you to turn to God. And then his third point was get baptized. Service is over. We're going to the pool. This was the whole service. Repent. Turn to God. Get baptized. Um, Pastor, what are you preaching next week? <laughs> repent. Turn to God. Let's go get baptized. I was thinking about bringing my cousin to church. Did you think you were going to switch it up? Oh, yeah, I was going to tell him, repent, turn to God, and then do what? Get back. That was the whole, and thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people every day did this very simple instruction. But for some reason, along the way, we've gotten away from the simple instructions that the Bible tells us to do because we want to impress people instead of impress God. And so all I'm saying today, I think we're going back like 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 this ain't like an old school church thing. This is original school church thing that today. All I'm asking you to do is repent. Turn from whatever you've been walking in. That's not like God. And don't just turn to something else. Turn to God. In just about 10 minutes. I'm going to give everybody in this place an opportunity to get baptized. There has been no easier moment than right now. I'm only preaching 25 minutes (laughs) so that you have no excuse to go public with what God wants to do in your life. And I'm telling you, for some of you, this is going to be the line that you've been one way for so long. And God said, "This is all I've been waiting for—is you to make a decision to come to me and repent and get baptismo." Is the word in the Greek, and all it meant is to wash or to immerse yourself. And this is a crazy thing that God used a cultural word before it was a spiritual word. They used the word baptismo all the time in the day. There was like, "Girl, I'm about to go down to the lake and baptismo my hair." <laughs> like, like it wasn't a it wasn't a Christian term. But the reason that John and I believe God made that word is because I want you to know that culture has a definition of something, but I have a definition of something. And I want you to identify with me. And so they're hearing John say, come get baptismal. They're so like, oh, my God, I, I was already taking a shower at the lake. Why is he telling me to get baptismal? And it would intrigue these people like, what is he talking about that's more than what we're already doing? What does this Christ thing have to do? with my life being cleansed more than my body or my hair or my clothes being cleansed. So they were, they were baptizing people in the same area that people were taking showers, that people were getting drinking water and that people were washing their clothes and they hear repent. Like, Oh my God, who is yelling? But what would end up happening is they would see people's life transformed. And they said, maybe I'm not as clean as I think I am. Maybe maybe there's a portion of me that this water and this soap can't touch. There has to be something that's done on the inside of me. I feel the presence of God. And, And what ended up happening is they went and got baptized because baptism is a public declaration of a new association. Write that down. It's a public declaration of a new association. When I put this ring on my finger, I was letting everybody else know. All the other women. That's my man right there. He helping me preach. I was letting everybody else know that I was in an association with Natalie Diane Todd. And, and, and when I get a new association, it should change the way people treat me. And it should change the way I act with others. Uh, okay. See, when you get baptized today... This should be an identification of a new association. I was at your party last week, and I turned up. You you got pictures. I can't. But that was who I was. But today, I got baptized. Oh, I feel this thing. Today, I got baptized, and I I talk a little different, and I walk a little different, and and I'm not perfect yet, but I'm progressing. And There's some people in here that you've been looking for that defining moment, and you thought it was going to come when you got more money. But all money does is magnify who you really are. You need a transformation. And what baptism says is that when you go down, it's a symbol of your old life going down. And you identify with Christ. And he said, when you come up, you're a new creation. And today, there are hundreds of you in this room that I believe that that thing has been stirring in you. And this is the moment that everything is going to change in your life. Look at Matthew chapter three, verse 11. It goes on. John is baptizing one day. He's like, y'all, I mean, I baptize with water, man. This is great what God is doing. And people are repenting of their sins and they're turning to God. But someone is coming soon who is greater than I am. No, 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 y'all don't get it. He's so much greater than I am. Matter of fact, he's so great. I'm not even worthy to tie his heir Jesus sandals. He said, I'm not worthy even to be a slave or carry his sandals. He said, when he gets here, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Some of y'all have been trying to figure out, like, how does your relationship with God go to another level? It's like it's like playing Mario Brothers. Like there are certain things that you can't do until you pass a level. And a lot of people on the first level of God, like, why can't I do this thing that I saw my friend do? It's because you have not done the things that are necessary to go to the next level. It's when you get baptized, it opens up to another one who's gonna come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire, and this is what God wants, and literally, the Bible says, as John is talking, Jesus walks up. Now, picture that scene. Like, he's like, bro, somebody's coming. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> Y'all, <laughs> there he go. It's like, no, it ain't. Look at him. Damn, that's what I was talking about. It said, then Jesus, verse 13 of Galilee, well, he, he came up and then they went to Jordan River to be baptized by John. But John was like, Jesus, you know, this is dumb. I should not be baptizing you. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. So, so, so why are you coming to me? But Jesus said it should be done. Baptism should be done. Am I going to hell if I don't get baptized? No. You know, not if you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. We know that there are some situations like the thief that was on the cross and he accepted Jesus right there. He didn't have time. He was hung up. I mean, he, bad joke. But, but, but he didn't have time to get baptized. But we know Jesus said, today I'll be with you in paradise. You'll be with me in paradise. But if you had the time, the effort, the energy, pools outside, 85 degrees. And Jesus, our example said, it should be done. Why would we listen to a direct quote from our savior who didn't have to do it, but he did it so he could identify with us? Why would we hear that and then be like, no, I'm not, you know, I'm fine. And this is where it comes to having a side chick savior. Is that there's a need Or a want or a desire from the one you say you're in relationship with. But because it doesn't seem like a priority to you, you dismiss it. And God said, I want to move up in your life. I don't want to be something that I meet your needs behind closed doors, but you act a different way on Instagram and Facebook. I don't want it to be that when you're in a dire situation and one of your family's Needs need to be met. You pray out and you cry out to me. But then I never hear I never hear from you ever again after I meet your need. God's saying, I'd like you to do something for me. Could you let your coworkers, your family, your friends, could you let them know we're together? Could, could you let them know that even though our relationship's not perfect because there's still things we're working out, that you chose me? And I chose you. And and, and what happens here is he said, this should be done for we must carry out all that God requires. So John agreed to baptize him. Don't miss this. This is so powerful. The powerful thing about Jesus getting baptized is that Jesus doesn't ask sinners to identify with him first. But through baptism, he identifies himself with us. He says, I'm going to do the same thing I'm going to ask you to do. We serve a God that never asks us to do anything that he hasn't done. He said, yo, I'm going to get in this dirty water in front of everybody who's going to end up killing me. Because you're worried about what people think about you. And he said, I'm going to do this for and in front of the same people that are going to kill me. But it doesn't matter. Because I want my children 2019 years from now, on May 26, to know that I'm not asking them to just participate in something that seems cool. I'm asking them to let everybody know that I'm not a side piece in their life anymore, I'm the main deal. And I don't care what it took for us to get to this moment. I don't care how much hell we had to go through. I don't care how many times it almost didn't work. Today is a defining moment. And I'm going to prove it by getting baptized in this place. So this is a defining moment. And I look all through the scriptures, like in Acts 8, when a Ethiopian man got saved, his first question was, where can I get baptized? He said, what must I do to get saved? They're like, nah, it's the Sabbath. He said, stop the cart. Isn't that some water over there? I want to do the thing that I know is taking me to the next level with God. And then this other woman in Philippians, there were some jailers that were there with Paul and Silas. When the the jails were shaken, they got this man saved. And that man said, hold on, we got to go to my house and I'm going to get my whole family saved. Pookie, Ray Ray, Chauncey, everybody come on. We're going to get, everybody say baptized. He did not wait. He said, I can't wait for another opportunity. God just changed my life. I'm not promised tomorrow. So I'm not just going to lead my family and do it. I'm going to bring them with me. And last year we saw entire families say, I know our relationship hasn't been the best. But today we're making a new declaration and a new association that God is in this relationship. And they got baptized together. All I'm saying to you in this place is that God wants to renew you. Some of you have had horrible pasts. But baptism is an action of renewal. This is going to be a new day for so many of you. Galatians 3.27. And all who have been unified with Christ in. Put it in the season. All with Christ in. What does it say? That Have put Christ on. It's like a garment. Like putting on new clothes. It's like, it's like when I take this mug off. And I get baptized. It's like oh put on something that's real clean and what ends up happening is now everybody doesn't see what was under what they first see is what's over until I unzip this and show you my scars and my my all this all you see is Christ and this is what God says he said it's like putting on new clothes second Corinthians 517 says therefore if any man be in Christ think about Christ as a new designer like, if any man be in, I'm wearing Nike right now, but just imagine this said Christ. They're not saying, like, if any man be clothed with Christ, because he's been baptized, he is a new creature. Look at the promise. The old things are passed away. Some of y'all been needing this so bad that what you did, how you messed up, what you said you would never do, the second and the third problem and issue, Said all that passes away. And behold. I make all things new. Well, God told me, he said, Michael, the reason I don't want to be a side chick savior anymore is because I want to give them PDA. And some of y'all like, huh? Public displays of affection. No, no, no. He wants to give you a public display of approval. See, see, that's what anointing is. Because you don't realize what happened to Jesus after he made this happen. Bible says look at it Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 it says as soon as Jesus was baptized as soon as it happened as soon as he identified and went down and came up a new as soon he went up out of the water and at that moment heaven opened I'm telling you, I prophesy to you right now that some of you are about to make this decision for baptism. And as soon as you go down and as soon as you come up, heaven is opening over your family. Heaven is opening over your situation. Heaven is opening over that issue that has been, oh, I feel the presence of God. Heaven. Somebody say heaven open. It says heaven open. And he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove. And it came on him and the scripture says the father said this is my son that's my boy that's my girl they're marked and i'm well pleased what would happen if hundreds of us made a decision to go public today come alive in christ and allow god to open heaven over our lives and see His public display of approval. He opened the sky. He didn't send him a text message. You you remember when I talked about being approved in private? There comes a moment when you claim God that will approve you in public. And he cracked the sky and let everybody see. This act has changed everything. And Jesus goes from that place. He gets tempted. And then he starts doing miracles that the world will talk about until Jesus comes back. Today, this is the first time some of you will ever be who you've truly been called to be because you're going to make a decision. I feel the presence of God in this place. Hearts are being molded right now. People who came in here prideful are right now deciding like, what do I have to lose? (laughs) I'm making a decision to go public with my faith. If you believe in baptism and you're thankful for it, can we give God a shout of praise in this place? So this is what I'm going to do. We have over 160 people that before anybody got here decided, I'm getting baptized. I will not have a side chick savior anymore. I'm going public. Everybody say public. I'm going public with my faith. But I feel like there's hundreds more. That after hearing this, and it don't matter about your title, or if your kids are going to think something, some of you men need to do this to make an example for your family that I've been a different person. But today, God is starting this transformation in my life. Some of you mothers need to go ahead and do it. Some of you kids, don't wait on your parents. Be the change in your house. I'm telling you right now, this is a moment of renewal. And I want to pray for you in this place right now. The first thing I want to pray is that you would give your life to Christ. If you're in this room and you've never made Jesus your personal Lord and Savior, see, baptism has an order. let don't get baptized and then get saved says get saved ask me to come in let me let my grace wash over you like a flood and then right after that you don't gotta wait a month and prove to everybody (laughs) you could do it immediately but today would you close your eyes and bow your head everybody even watching on transformation nation and only you and god know if this is real but we're gonna say this prayer today and i believe there are several people in this room that this is going to be a defining moment in your life Because you're going to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. Everybody just say, God, thank you for sending Jesus to identify with me. Today, I need a Savior and I choose you. Come into my life and change me. Transform me. Renew me. I'm yours. I believe you lived and you died just for me. And today, I surrender my life. Today, I surrender my life. God, I thank you for every person that prayed that prayer today. I thank you that their lives are changed forever. And we'll give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name. Come on, can we give God a shout of praise in the building right now?